digital radio, the app, and streaming. RSN's Racing Pulse. Uh, it might not be that easy to hear, but that was Fab's Cowboy winning at Mount Isa on the weekend. An incredible 50th career win. And for Mel Johnson, uh, her and her husband, uh, Bevan, have done a phenomenal job with Fab's Cowboy. Not only has he won 50 starts from his 147 race start career, He's also had 31 seconds and 12 thirds and one in excess of $410,000. He's a legend of the area, and it's great to catch up with Mel on Racing Pulse this morning. Good morning, Mel. Good morning. Uh, what a day, what a moment. And I believe you weren't even there on the weekend. Is that right? No, no, we weren't. We um, had taken some horses into Brisbane for a, um, a final there. It was a, a, just a... a Queensland um, racing um, initiative for a, a final in um, Brisbane. So we weren't there on the day, unfortunately. So how did you uh, keep up with it? Because Do, I, I don't know whether they would have had any live vision of Mount Isa. Were you listening on the radio? How did you find out uh, at the time that he'd won finally his 50th race? Uh, they actually do have live vision. Um, there's a, a thing that Regional Cast does um, with Racing Queensland that they they do live stream the country races now. So we do have live footage coming out of the regional areas. So where did you watch it then? <laughs> it was Ironically, we were actually leaving um, Doomben at the time and um, we, we were in the truck um, as we were leaving. Um, and sorry because just gone past. We were we were in the truck leaving, and um, it was so funny because the the man at the gate, um, who obviously you know ticks the the trucks out as we go, we were all screaming "Go cowboy, go cowboy!" And um, he yelled out, "I didn't know who he was, obviously, but um, he yelled out, did he get it?'" And we've all screamed, "Yes, that's fifty!" And he knew exactly what we were talking about. Oh, how good! <laughs> yeah, he's he's so, be- become a cult hero. What's it like training Fab's cowboy? Oh, look, you know, I'd like to say he's just like any other horse, but he's he's very quirky and, um, you know, he's, yeah, everyone always refers to, he's, he's part of the family. I'm not quite sure. We all often joke around when he retires, we probably will too. <laughs> um, what type of character does he have? He obviously loves his racing. Yeah, look, he does. I mean, if he's not on the truck, you know, going to the races, he, he'll look down the, the road and, and he'll sulk. And um, you know, as I said, he's he's quite belligerent. Um, he's 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 quite an arrogant horse. You know, he's always had a presence about him. He's he's, he's a big, strong horse. Um, and you know, he knows he's, he knows he's good. As I said, he's he knows he's um, he's the star of the stable. And um, yeah, as I said, he, he sings the song and we all just dance to each other. <laughs> and he had a pretty hard life to start things off when he first uh, arrived at your stable, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, you know, rural Queensland, he was born into a really bad drought and um, onto, a, you know, into that region. And um, he, he, you know, it was a very, very hot day, I think, when he was born and he's his mother run him off his legs and, the, you know, the vet had to be called and as a newborn he was put on a drip to survive. And then, um, as I said, the, the drought continued and he was out on a, on a property and, you know, property owners were 
were, were struggling. You know, they were doing it very tough just to keep stock alive, and it was a credit to them to, to keep a couple of racehorses, you know, that, that had never raced. You know, they were only young to, to, to have the initiative to keep those alive, and um, they he got broken in, and they made the decision to, to bring him in to us, and uh, when he arrived on a two-horse open flight, he was... He definitely looked like he came in from drought conditions. He was very ordinary, and um, at the time, uh, we, you know, we had some other good horses. And my husband sort of looked at him and went, "Oh, gee," he said, "I don't know if they'll amount to much. Put them up the back paddock on a round bale, and we'll see what they come to." <laughs> um, but anyway, thankfully he he, he thrived, and um, he had seven starts. He didn't show much, and he fell actually in a in a race at Esk. Um, in the middle of the field, he, he fell, and um, that was his, at his seventh. And then he, um, the next start we gave him, he must have decided, well, it's better to be up front, and away he went from there. Yeah, because I was going to say, he had a pretty inauspicious start to his career. Where, did you did you have any idea that he'd have the ability to have the career that he had? Um, he'd always, you know, he'd, he'd worked well and he'd, he'd galloped well, but in those few earlier starts, he, he failed to sort of bring it to, to race day. Um, but once once he won, he, you know, he really started to show his colours and the city just continued on from there. And when did the, the 50 win start to come into consideration for him um, and this milestone? Well, like I've said, he, he, just, he, just kept, he just kept producing. He's just always had this, this will to win um you know he's always been a dominant horse and um you know and over time he just been i suppose coming from where he did and you know he'd just been a, a battler and then the people started to get behind him and before we knew it he he became the people's champ and everywhere he went everyone everyone loved him and you know throughout the his racing career i suppose you know, through, through different times, you know, people doing it tough. But mm. He's just not being kind of a horse. And he comes into the mountain yard and, as I said, you know, you, you'd have to see it to believe it, but he, he, he just puffs himself up and he's he's got a magnificent presence about him and he's, he's quite remarkable. So he's a 12-year-old, which means he, he's got until the 1st of August next year where in Australian racing we've got the mandatory retirement rule at 13 years of age and and I believe there's another Queenslander who holds a modern day record of 51 wins, a horse called Walk Cool, so is that is that what the major aim now is, trying to find races for him to, to break that record? There's no, you know, it's not about breaking a, a record. It's just about, you know, look, he loves he loves racing, and and I only had this conversation with the owners this morning that you know, with everything going out on social media, um, you know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, look, he's he's made fifty, retire him, and um, you know, as the owner said, who's going to have this conversation with Cowboy? Uh, he's a very intelligent horse, and, and they're saying. <laughs> won't be us and, and, and they're saying look you know obviously Bevan's going to have to tell him when the day comes that he has to retire and I said yeah I said it won't be done over a leisurely trail ride and the owner said yeah no doubt he'll buck when he's told that the day comes he won't be allowed to race anymore you know they have to imagine that this is a horse that's very very sound he ne- never actually started racing until he was a four-year-old so mm. he hasn't had you know people say oh look he's 12 okay you know but he, he never raced as a two-year-old he was allowed to grow and, and mature and and that. So that's why he is so sound racing at the, the age that he is. He, he's been very, very well looked after. Um, you know, as I said, when we say he's part of the family, his, his health and well-being has always been, you know, the utmost, you know, 
importance. Um, so, you know, that, and that, that's our number one concern. It's not about the record. It's just about, you know, ensuring that he retires sound and happy. Yep. Um, so that's, that's our priority. And if he doesn't break a record, it makes absolutely no difference to us. He's, he's still champion. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Now, you guys are based at uh, Moranbar, is that right, in, in Queensland? Can you no, tell... No, that seems to be a misconception that keeps getting printed. Oh, right. We actually, we actually are based at Bar Calden, right. um, in, yeah, in central Queensland. So so we were we were at Moranbar. I was the president of the Moranbar Race Club for two years, but we, we have moved. We've been at Bar Calden for 12 months. So. <laughs> Gee, so tell us exactly where that is then. Uh, Barcaldon, um, our, we, is near Longreach. Okay. Yeah. yeah so what's, so. what's it like training there? What are the conditions that you're training and racing on mostly? Uh, well, we actually have our own track, um, at Barcaldon. We're on a property just out of town. Uh, so it, it's lovely, um, out there. Uh, we work on a straight track. It's a beautiful sand surface. If we, we're only a few kilometres from town, so if we need to go into town, into Barcaldon, um, to the racetrack we can. Again, um, there's a beautiful training track in there. Uh, plus it is a turf track in at Barcaldon, but the training track itself is sand. Um, so it's great facilities. Uh, out at home, as I said, we have a straight track, which is also a sand surface. It's very, um, it's lovely. Um, when we've had rain, we have a few nice, um, pretty permanent holes down in our creek, which we can rush horses in. So it's, it's quite nice out there. And how many horses have, have you and, um, Bevan got? Um, we keep about 20 horses in work, probably only racing about 15 or 16 at a time. We're just a family-owned um, and operated business. Our daughter is a jockey. Okay. So, yes. So yeah, we've um, we've we've always been a family-owned and operated business. We've done quite well in the last few years. Yeah. I think we've won five um, country Queensland trainers premierships. That's brilliant. So not, a, not a bad effort for a small stable. Oh, absolutely. So, how many of you in the family operation are working there? Um, there's myself and Bevan and our daughter, and uh, we generally have an apprentice as well, and then we keep uh, one or two other staff members. We try to, you know, at the end of the day, keep a ratio of uh, one person to sort of four horses. So when do we get to see the champ next in action? We'll ask him when we get home, as I said. <laughs> He sings a song, we just dance to his tune. Uh, I did like one line which was in one of the stories I read that said, um, we'd love to see him end up at Living Legends uh, when he retires. Uh, is that something that was just thrown out there or has there been any conversations had? Look, we never wanted to jinx him. I haven't never made the call to them. Um, as I said, I think across the board, lots of people just have always said, he, you know, he's not Winks, he's not Black Caviar, but he certainly is a country champion. And um, we've always thought Living Legend, you know, would represent all champions. Um, and at the end of the day, that there'd be a, a spot there for him somewhere, maybe not in the five-star accommodation ranks, but there'd be a four-star spot there for him. <laughs> and if, if, if need be, um, as I said, uh, he doesn't, certainly doesn't owe anyone anything. And if if we had to, we'd be we'd be happy to fund the rest of his days there ourselves if they could find a spot for him. Because I'm pretty sure he'd, he'd be an iconic, um, you know, feature attraction there for 
people to visit anyway. No, I think it's a great idea, Mel. I agree with you. Uh, we need uh, the, the champions of all uh, levels of racing and a horse like Fab's Cowboy has captured uh, the imagination of of uh, everyone in Queensland and now everyone around Australia who knows after notching 50 wins will be following his his progress in the last uh, few months of his career and uh, watching to see if he can break the record. But as you said, it's not about breaking the record. It's about the enjoyment he gets from racing himself. And I think it'll be perfect if a horse like him ended up at Living Legends. I think it's a great idea. We might see if we can have a chat to them and see what uh, their reaction or response is because uh, notching 50 wins, I'm not sure. How many horses these days would ever get close to that? Do you think is this maybe in the current um, climate of Australian racing the last time we could possibly see an achievement like this? I really do think that it is um, unlikely to see again because, you know, in the day back when Warcool did it, you know, those horses would be racing multiple times a week. And with the new rules of Australian racing, you know, we know that's that's not not possible. Um, you know, so I, I just I just feel like that's that's mm. probably unlikely for us to see this again. So we're very honoured to have trained the horse like Cowboy. Um, as I said, we'll never have an opportunity like this again, so we're very proud. Good on you, Mel. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Mel Johnson uh, there with her husband, Bevan. Uh, the family affair, Fab's Cowboy, notching 50 wins. 50 wins. And as I said at the start, not just 50 wins, has been in the top three on 93 occasions. Just incredible from 147 starts. So we'll take a quick break. More to come on Racing Pulse after this.